Welcome, friends. You are listening to the podcast for First Christian Church in Fort Myers, Florida. To learn more, join us online at fccfm.org. It is a blessing to be able to share God's Word with you today. Thanks for joining us. Welcome if you're joining us online. Uh, It's the week. We've been counting down our Advent calendars. We've been marking off the days. And this week, we celebrate... uh, Christmas. I need you to do something for me this morning. I want you to think of your favorite Christmas song, Christmas Carol. When I count to three, I want you to say it, okay? So you got it in mind? Your favorite? I know some of you can't decide. Just pick one. Okay, here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Okay, number one was Oh Holy Night that, that I heard. Uh, close behind it was Silent Night followed by Hark the Herald. So uh, just so you know, and, and if that wasn't your favorite, well, according to the internet, those are the top three Christmas carols in that order of all time. So if those weren't yours, you can change, okay? You can pick a new one. And, and those songs, I, I love the music this time of year. You know, I love all the songs because it, it prompts, uh, they tell stories, and it prompts pictures. How many of you, when you hear Christmas songs, you see pictures? Yeah, it's just, you know, you, you see the... O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Except there was a census going on, so there's probably nothing still about Bethlehem or silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Have you ever been in a barn without electricity? (laughs) Nothing bright there. Guys, when your first child's on the way, any calmness going on? Yeah, it's like, so the songs, we, we see these things, the we three kings, we picture that in our head. And so we love those songs and the stories they tell. And as Jess said this morning, I want us to look at a story of somebody that's not even in the Bible. So it's a struggle for me to talk about somebody that's not in the Bible, but I begin to look and there are so many great theological messages in the song, The Little Drummer Boy. It was written in 1941. It was known as Carol the Drums. And if you take out the rum-pum-pum-pums, which kind of draw us in, there's 34 lines of that. There's 29 rums and 102 tums for any of you that want to count while we're doing this in the original version. But the nine stanzas that are left are some lessons that I need to hear and I think maybe you need to hear as we walk into this last week. Look at these, last, these nine lines. Come, they told me, a newborn king to see. Our finest gifts we bring to lay before the king. So to honor him when we come. Little baby, I'm a poor boy too. I have no gift to bring that's fit to give our king. Shall I play for you on my drum? Mary nodded. The ox and lamb kept time, according to Sean. I played my drum for him. I played my best for him. Then he smiled at me, me and my drum. I just want to look at those stanzas and look at some biblical principles that we find that that we can walk out of here this morning and begin to apply. The first one is that need to give honor, our finest gifts we bring. First Peter, the second chapter, the ninth verse says, your chosen people, your royal priest, your holy nation, your God's own possession. That's us if you're a Christ follower. So you can show others the goodness of God. 
there is something that we need to remember this season that daily, it's not just once a year Christmas that we honor God, but that daily we find ways to live out our lives that honor him. So when we get up in the mornings, we say, well, God, everything I do today, I want you to be honored by. So that means my words, my actions, my attitudes, my responses. That means to the people I run into. God, I just, in every way, we have opportunity every day to give honor where honor is due. In the science world, there's a couple uh, types of magnification. One is a microscope that takes little things and makes them viewable. But the other is a telescope that takes massive things and makes them knowable. God doesn't need us to make him bigger. But he does need for us to take him and make him known to others. His largeness and how great he is. And so we, every day, get to get up and say, God, of all the things that I need to accomplish today, of all the important things I do, of all the things on my list, I want to make sure that honoring you rides over all of those so that everything that takes place in this day honors God with all the activities that we have. The second thing I see in this song is the phrase, I have no gift to bring that's fit to give our king. Just an awareness and recognition, a humility of position. Not in an arrogant way, but we forget sometimes how humble we need to be before God. That there's nothing we deserve, that God doesn't owe us anything. And yet this attitude, this awareness of this small boy in this story to know I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have anything fit to bring the king. Jesus said when he first started teaching his disciples about following him, he said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. When he was washing the disciples' feet, he said, have this same attitude. Serve others in this same way. A humility to walk through life that just reminds us of this amazing God who actually cares about us. And believes in us. Philippians 2, Paul said, have the same attitude as Christ. He's God, but he didn't count that as something to hold on to. He made himself a servant. The attitude that we should have with that. The third line I saw in there is when he said, so shall I play for you? Which if you think in real life, that's what every woman who just delivered a baby and got, her, got the baby to sleep needs. Somebody to play a drum solo. You know, and yet in the story, shall I play for you? I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking typically if we just saw somebody drop some gold and, and expensive spices and stuff, my drum looks a little shabby compared to that, you know? And, and don't we do that? Don't we compare? We say, well, if I could do what they do, or I, you know, here's all I can do. If I could do that, then, then, then I would be willing. And, and we compare, and when we start comparing, what happens? So we never bring anything. Because we say, well, my gift's not good enough. And yet this concept in this song of, so should I play for you? There's been... There's been some phrases uh, this year that I've loved hearing repeated. Uh, I, I love uh, in the office, in our families, and other places I've heard people say, we, if you remember about three or four months ago, we started saying things had been 2020'd. You know, it's like if they've been torpedoed, if, you know, if somebody cuts you off in traffic, ooh, they just 2020'd me, you know, or somebody gets me a me, like 2020. And, and I've heard that repeated. Uh, what's another one? Uh, 
Lose your fruit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've heard that one repeated several times. I've had to repeat that several times. That oh, and it just talks about you know if we we got to stay remain attached to the vine or we we lose that fruit that God wants us to that He promises us and all that. Here's one that I hope I hope I hope gets repeated a lot as an encouragement. Play your drum. Just play your drum. I don't know what your drum is, but if you'll play your drum, it will honor Him. And too often, we just always spend all of our time thinking about what somebody else does, and we never play our drum. And yet, God has given us uh, things that we could bring to him, that we could honor him. Uh, Tim and Jim, our property looks amazing because every Wednesday, Thursday, they're out here playing their drum, mowing grass, trimming, blowing off sidewalks. People come every week, and they wash these windows. They play their drum. There's people working with your kids right now having a pajama party. They're playing their drum. Just what's your drum? And I encourage you to encourage each other. So when you see somebody that's really gifted and they're not playing their drum, just go, hey, I think God needs you to play your drum. If your drum's leadership, play your drum. If your drum's uh, you know, showing up with kids, play your, if your drum's praying five or six hours a day, play your drum. Because when we play our drum, it's not about what everybody else does. It's not about comparing gifts. It's just doing our thing for God. And it honors him by saying, God, this is who you created me to be, and I'm going to use it for you. So I'm going to play my drum. Charles Stanley tells a story about a girl in their church named Sammy. She was in her 20s, and uh, she was amazing to watch worship. In fact, everybody saw that she had such a heart for worship, they started encouraging her to go to the tryouts for the worship team. Well, she went to the tryouts for the worship team only to find out she wasn't a great singer. Uh, you know, we've all seen American Idol where somebody's mama tells them that they're a singer and we go, no, you're not, you know? And, and Sammy was such a heart for worship and, and she could sing standing in a crowd in the, in the auditorium, but when you put a mic in her hand, you suddenly realize maybe her voice was just a little bit off. So the worship pastor at the time said, said Sammy, can you stay after trials today? And he just said, hey, just tell me about you and your walk with Jesus and what do you love to do? And in the course of that, she said, well, one of my favorite things is my grandfather gave me an accordion and taught me to play. And the worship guy said, so do you, she goes, I love, I love just playing the accordion and worshiping God. He said, I tell you what, bring it to practice next week. So Sammy brings her accordion to practice, the worship guy wondering if he's gonna hear a polka or what's gonna happen. And he said, so just play me a song. And he said, the minute she started playing all the nervousness, all the anxiety, you just saw her worship. And he said he'd never heard anything more beautiful come from an accordion. And she became one of the key instruments on the stage on their worship team, playing her accordion for God. You know, for you, I don't, maybe it's a harmonica. I don't know. You know, whatever contributes to the worship in a big way, you know, whatever it is, uh, but just let's just play our drum, okay? And, and maybe be honest enough to go, God, I've not played my drum in a while, but you've gifted me. And so this is my gift to you. I, I bring my gift to honor the king. It may not be comparable what other people's gifts are, but it, it's my gift that I do. I'm gonna play my drum. The next phrase I love is because he said, I, gave, I played my drum, but how did he play it? I gave my best. I gave my best. I didn't just half-heartedly. I gave my best. And then it says, then he smiled at me. There's a joy in God's favor, and we need to remember. I think sometimes we forget how much God loves us. 
You know, if you ever, I don't think I realize this much as a parent because, you know, as a parent, you're just trying to figure it out, you know, and you, you, you love your kids. You know you love your kids. Some days you could kill them, but you love your kids. And there's, there's just, you just want them to grow up and be good people and you're working at that. But wait till you become a grandparent. Then you get it. You know, then you begin to understand. I see all the grandparents shaking their heads. You know, I remember people used to tell me that before I had grandkids and I thought, you're just old people. <laughs> you know, like that's just how old people think. Yeah, go ahead, smile, say something about being a grandparent. And then I became one. I was like, whoa, there is nothing my grandchildren can do that doesn't bring me joy. God loves us. And he, he is, your picture's on his fridge. You know, he just loves, he loves you. And we need to be reminded of that. And, and just when we play our drum for him, whatever that drum is, he smiles. And he's thrilled that we step up and we want to be in some way serving him and honoring him, obeying him, doing those things. I think the most important phrase, I saved to last, but it's the very first phrase of the song. Come, they told me a newborn king to see. Every relationship with Jesus begins with an invitation. I don't know if you can remember who was the first person that told you, hey, come see Jesus. Maybe it was your parents and you were just raised in it and you were taking notes. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it was somebody at work. But somebody at some point in your life said, hey, come, there's this king that I want you to meet. I can't think of anything we can do to honor God in this season more than to be sure that the people that don't know Jesus yet hear from us, hey, come see him, come meet him. Let me show you by the way I live. Let me show you by my example. Let me show you uh, by, by my invitation. I love this passage in 2 Corinthians. It's in the second chapter in verse 14. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. That's who God calls us to be. And I can't think of anything that we can do to honor him more than to say to people, come. Come see him. Come know him. Come know that you're loved. Come know that you're forgiven. Come know that you're redeemed. Come know that the God who created everything cares about you and will step into your life and he promises to be a part of your life and to care for you. Come and see him. Everybody's got a drum to play. Everybody needs an invitation. I just hope when we, the, the rest of this week, let's be aware of those two things, just two things to remember, okay? Play your drum and come and see. Because everyone that we come in contact with is someone who needs to be invited to Jesus. Someone who maybe doesn't know him and they're just waiting for some friend, some stranger, anybody to say, hey, come, come and see. If you're watching online, we want to help you. We invite you, come and see. If we can help you in any way, make a connection with God this season. We want to be here for you. Uh, use that connect link. If we can help this morning, anyone. If you don't know Jesus as your savior, he didn't come just to be your baby in the manger that you celebrate at Christmas. He came to die on the cross and forgive your sins. He invites you, come be connected to me. Come be baptized. Come have your sins washed away. Come let me fill you with my spirit so that you can walk through this life and know the fullness of it. If we can help you with that in any way this morning, when we're done, when everybody else is leaving, you come on down front. If you want somebody to pray with you, if you'd make your way to the cross, it's Christmas week. I love this week. 
I hope the hecticness dies off for you. If you're traveling, if you're not traveling, whatever you're doing, I just hope there is a peace and a calm and you begin to celebrate this season. Let me pray. God, I thank you. I thank you for this, this holiday. Uh, even what we've made of it, I thank you because uh, it gives us opportunity to really highlight your love for us. So God, I pray as we celebrate with everything that we do, uh, that above all, in the forefront of our minds will be your love for us. And God, may we, may we look for passionately opportunity to say to someone this week, hey, come, there's a king and you need to meet him. Father, I pray blessing on everyone in this room, everybody that's watching, a blessing on their homes. God, I pray for there to be joy and peace. I know there are people, even this week in our church family, that have already come to, to be with you, but their family here is missing them terribly. And I pray for peace and joy that you promise and that you bring. I thank you for this church family and for the love that everyone shows for one another. God, above all, we wanna honor you and we will look for every way every day that we can do that so that you will be honored and so that you also will be pleased. God, we thank you for that privilege. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We pray this message has been a blessing to you. If we can pray for you or encourage you in any capacity, please let us know at FCCFM.org.